Hey, what's up, you crazy people? Don't worry, I'm crazy too. That's why we like each other. I am Gregory. So look, um, I just got finished watching a video about T.I. talking about his daughter and having to go to the OB and checking her to make sure she's still a virgin, uh, make sure her hymen's not broken, and that's his way of verifying that daughter's not a virgin. He's a virgin. Um, look, while I respect every parent's way they choose to parent their children and raise their children, I understand it's a hard fucking job. Um, that's this is kind of stupid. Uh, if it is in fact the fact that he does it, I'm pretty sure he does. There's nothing point to the fact that he's making this shit up. I wouldn't tell the world. You got to be smart enough to realize that what you're doing may be controversial, and if people find out, they're gonna judge you and critique you on it. But Despite all that, forgetting all that shit, why the fuck would you do that? Look, I got sons and I have a daughter. Uh, the way I stop my daughter, or at least inform my daughter about when it's appropriate to have sex, is by talking to her. My daughter, was like my sons, when they started fucking, they didn't come and tell me, Dad, well, I'm not having sex. No, they didn't do that shit. So, why would my daughter... Now, I get it. Girls are different than boys, especially to dads, because we were being young boys at one point in time. We knew what we were doing, so we know the boys are out there doing the same shit. But at the same time, goddamn, is micromanaging your daughter's hymen going to make that shit any better? I don't think so. Forget this, 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 and again, I'm forgetting all the specifics about going to the doctor and HIPAA laws and all that, privacy rights. And all that. Forget all that. This is simply the fact that a man wants to check his, make sure his daughter's hymen is intact to ensure she's not having sex. I had to let that shit soak in. I literally had to let that shit soak in for at least a day. Because I was asked this question the first time last night. What do you think about Would you do it, Greg? And I was like, my first response was, no. I wouldn't do it. Not because I don't think it's a good idea or a bad idea. I'm inherently lazy when it comes to stuff like that. Look, if I had my daughter say, hey, are you having sex? And she tell me no. And I look at her and say, eh, I think you're having sex. I'm just going to like, okay, all right. No, I'm going to make my own opinion, but I'm not going to say, we're going to the doctor to check your hymen. Because what if it is intact? And she says, well, I am having sex. Then you got to ask other questions. Do you really want to ask those questions? And do you want to hear the answers? Look, um, uh, sexual education starts at a young age. It starts at the moment of, um, the, the, at the moment you realize your child is aware that sex exists. At that point in time, you have to say shit. I'm going to tell you what I did with my son. And it was quite, it was controversial because a lot of my friends when I told them I did it were like, wow, you did that? And I was like, yeah. And initially they were thinking, they were shocked. Well, now what I did was I went out and I bought. Well, I didn't go out. I went on Amazon because, again, if you didn't listen, I'm inherently lazy. I went out and I bought um, 120 condoms in various sizes. Okay. Um, I know how we roll, but they're different ages. So I bought different sizes. And then I put them in jars on a dresser. And I said, no questions asked. These are jars of condoms. No questions asked. Now, I will admit that my parenting style is quite controversial. It's different. I'm off the, I'm off the grid a little bit with a lot of stuff I do. But I'm that way because I understood what worked for me and what didn't work for me. And I do what I think will work for them. I might be wrong. I might be right. Don't know. We'll find out when they're all grown. And they tell me the stories about stuff, stuff that, ooh, excuse me, I don't know about. 
I'm not going to figure out if I, if I was successful or not. And I'm good with that. But that's how I parented my boys. Now, when I told my friends this, the first thing they said was, well, not all my friends, I told certain people. And they're like, whoa, what? And then their first response was shock. And then they're like, that's not a bad idea. And I'm like, you goddamn right, it's not a bad idea. And here's why. And this speaks to T.I.'s case as well. When you are a young person, male or female, you're thinking about it. You want to do it. And um, you're like, I got to find me uh, somebody to have sex with. I want to do it. You're always horned up or you had no feelings. So what can a parent do to suppress those desires? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Any parent that thinks they can is an idiot. <laughs> Lying to themselves. Now, sure, you can lock your child in the house until they can't go on date. They can't go in the house. You have to know where they are all the time. That takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy. But the one minute you slip, it's like a prisoner in jail. They got time to think. And they waiting for you to fuck up. And as soon as you mess up, that's when they get, they get that shit. So look, um, do I think T.I., and apparently he was checking the daughter from 16 to 18. And he checking an 18-year-old daughter. I know in this state, you can't make an 18-year-old runaway come back home. So, he's going to get to the point where his daughter going to say, no, you ain't going to my OB appointment with me. And he's going to be like, well, why not? We do this every year. You know the routine. And he's like, no, I'm an adult and you're not going with me. Then he'll alienate his daughter. He runs the risk of alienating her daughter, his daughter. You know, you want to have that connection because you want them to be able to tell you whatever they, um, whatever they're going through. You want them to feel comfortable, comfortable enough to come talk to you. But the minute you ruin that by doing stupid shit like this, you run the risk of destroying the relationship. And again, I'm not speaking about the specifics to doctor-patient confidentiality and all that shit. I'm talking about a parent and a male parent and a female child. What you're doing to your child is alienating them. I don't get it. I wouldn't do it. I understand his frustration. Uh, his concern. Not frustration, but uh, his concern. But I also am a realist. People are going to have sex. Young people are going to have sex. We all want to have sex. And when you're 18 years old, that's like one of the top things on your mind. And I don't tell, don't, and ladies, don't sit up and tell me that y'all don't think about it like that. Sure, you don't think about it like men do, but you think about it. So, um, what do you got to think about this case? Do you think he's right? Do you think he's wrong? Do you think I'm wrong for thinking he's wrong? Um, would you take the same action? What have you done that's worked? What have you done that has not worked? All that stuff. Because, hey, at the end of the day, having children is a hard-ass job, okay? It's not perfect. No one knows what the answers are. are. There's no guidebook on this. It if anybody had the answers, like the rules, uh, uh, oh, God, again, not the rules, but guidelines to raising a decent human being, they would be trillionaires, because none of us fucking know. I get it. What we do is we take parts of what our parents did for us, or what they didn't do for us, and try to apply that to our parenting skills as adults that in, in the hopes that it's going to correct what didn't work for us and if you don't believe me i'll give you an example and i'll show i'll show you that i'm right all right so um 
all of us know some child that's spoiled as shit nowadays. Somebody, a friend of ours, a child that has everything that they want. Everything that they want and the stuff they only know they want, they have it. And when you ask them why, they do it for them. And most parents or some parents, well, in my case at least, I'll say some parents have said, well, I want to give them a life that I never had. I want to give them the things that I never had. And my response to that respectfully is, um, were you and your child siblings when you were growing up? They say, what? That's stupid. No. They say precisely. They don't know what you had, and more importantly, they don't know what you didn't have. So why are you trying to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, why are you trying to account for something that you lost or lacked as a child with your child? Um, kids, to me, are basically... Uh, how I put it, uh, they're born with the same software forever. Right? They come like a like with the same basic software. No matter when they're born, they come with the basic software that they always have, always have. And the world influences how they uh, upgrade that software. But at the end of the day, they're born with the same set of uh, skills. They all do the same shit. They all say the same jokes. They all look at the other kids the same way. They're basically the same. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a kid that's born say, "Mother, I know what you went through as a child. I appreciate the fact that you're doing this for me." They don't give a shit. They give a shit. You know, kids don't even realize that they're poor until they don't have until you tell them. And I know I know that's true because rich kids don't they rich until they see somebody poor. Like, poor kids don't know it until it's exposed. You, you don't know your lifestyle sucks until you don't either. Either you don't have something or you suffer or you realize you have something on the rich side. You have something that no one else has. Like, if you have a kid that grows up in a house where he always has food and his friends are cool and his parents are there, but they only make like a little bit of money a year and they're struggling, that kid said, my childhood was great. On the other in the token, if you have a kid who grows up in a household where the parents are worth hundred million dollars, but the parents are always there, they love, they do stuff with them, they say, "My childhood was great." What's the difference? You don't really know how much more you have until you see the other other side of the fence. So yeah, I mean, that's 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 kind of how I view it. You know, it doesn't make either one better than the other. Definitely doesn't make it any better. I mean, you can grow up in a household with tons of money and have a horrible childhood, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, um, it just doesn't make it any worse or better. Uh, I know people that grew up with nothing. They have wonderful childhoods and they have awesome relationships with their friends, their family. <sighs> you know, it's just, just, that doesn't, that just doesn't matter. So, I mean, the thing I learned from this was that it's hard to buy or it's impossible to buy happiness for your children. Um, or kids in general. You know, kids don't, I mean, kids just don't know. I mean, they just don't see it. They don't, they don't see it the way we do. So, you know, you, gotta, you just have to look at it that way. You have to look at it like saying, these kids don't understand that. Kids want you to listen to them, pay attention to them, think that they're special Watch the the little stories they want to do, the little games they want to play for you. Uh, they want to show you a magic trick, uh, or they have something they want you to listen to. They have in school. You have to pay attention. 
because it's important to them. I guess what I'm saying is they want you to be present and available. Wow. And that's harder than buying shit. Quite honestly. That's harder than, harder than buying shit. Because it's easy to go buy a PlayStation. It's hard as hell to listen to your daughter tell you a story about what happened on the bus. <laughs> Let me tell you how less of a fuck that I give. But it's important to them that you show that it's important to you. That's all that matters. You know, that's all that matters. Alright. Our last little topic here. Don't want to leave you on a downer as always. I like to leave you with a smile on your face and a little bit of adrenaline in your heart. Adrenaline in your heart. What the fuck is that? Anyway, <sighs> this is a meaningless topic, but I feel the need to talk about it for a quick second just because um, I was talking about it earlier today and it's on my mind. So you're going to hear it because that's what the fuck happens. So um, I have a problem with uh, entertainment nowadays. And I know this is a bit of I'm kind of being a little bit of hypocritical here because I'm a form of entertainment right now. <laughs> Who'd have thought? But look, this is different. This isn't me. This isn't the podcast. This is something else. I went to the movies uh, last Friday, and I went to see Terminator, the new movie, Terminator Dark Fate. And I got to admit, um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was okay. I liked it. And I did. I did enjoy it. But a lot of people didn't like it, and it's not making a lot of money. And, uh, you know, folks are ranting on it and giving a shit about this social um, agenda that Hollywood has. And um, for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil the movie because I don't want to do that. But I'll just, I don't need to do that for the story. But cause it's not about what the movie was about and even if it was good or what. Not if I recommend it. Don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. But the movie has three female leads. And Schwarzenegger is not one of them. He has a smaller role in the film, although more than I thought. But, you know, he's in the film. And uh, But this movie highlights three strong female characters. And, um, you know, in today's Hollywood, that's a thing. It's almost a requirement if you're in Hollywood. Um, and therein lies the problem. Now, there's going to be a spike at this point where I say that's a problem and someone's going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? Men have been leads in movies for decades and women have already been second-class citizens in movies for so long. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Uh, we don't have to name the number of movies where there's been a superhero or a guy that's a hero-hero that has a love interest who needs to fall in love with him, not once, but needs to fall in love with him for his character to mean something, even though he doesn't want it. And then something happens, and he's fighting bad guys, then at the end, she gets kidnapped, and he had to save her life, and she does a little something to fight a bad guy, but then she still needs him, he comes in and says that he gets shot up bullets, uh, bullets just misses by him, but he gets the ass kicking at the end, he saved the girl again, and then he walks off, badass, in credits, roll scroll. It's happened for decades, happened for decades, and it continues to happen until now where they've made an initiative to change that. Now, that's, I get it. I get it. 
it's a good old boys club has been running these this show for so long and it's been unfair not just to women but to people of color i get it i get it it is true but what is happening now is that the ship is being righted in a fashion that almost caused the ship to capsize so it seems that movie companies are so afraid of not seeming to be in line with the with uh the I hate this fucking term woke culture I, I do I hate it I think it's just another catchphrase that that's something we do but anyway that they are pushing the agenda the initiative and they're fucking pushing it right in the front of the faces of people who honestly don't feel the way that Hollywood felt for years. See, the problem is, as movie goes, we'll go see a movie because we like going to see movies. And Hollywood projects an image, and we go see the movie because we like seeing the movie. Now, the majority of movie goes, as, as, um, as such are the, I believe, the majority of people, aren't pro, aren't, aren't, aren't anti-women. Aren't, they, they, they aren't. I mean, I don't, I know a lot of people, and I don't know a lot of people that, I don't know very many people, if any, that feel like a woman's place is here. Da, 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 da. I don't know those people. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I don't know them. But, again, that was the image of projected to us. Just like in the 80s, you had uh, a lot of movies where it was projected that the beautiful woman was always blonde hair, blue eyed, thin woman, uh, that. Uh, we all idolize and um, we um, strive for it. That's that, that was the image of America's beautiful woman. You know, they still project it to some degree today. But that wasn't, but again, this isn't the idea that, this isn't the thought that people have. Much like most men don't like real thin women. Uh, the idea of the image that projected to us isn't what most of us uh, uh, seek to attain. We don't go after women like that. We don't. That's not the ideal woman. So Hollywood projected its image for so long. Now they're trying to course correct, and they're overcorrecting, a little bit of oversteer. So in this culture we have now, people are hypercritical of everything. And therefore, uh, when a movie such as Dark Fate fails to make the impact that they thought it would, those are points that they point. Those are those are um key elements that they point to but my problem is this you can't correct um indiscretion indiscretions is that the right word i don't know you can't correct your wrongs you can't write your wrongs in a one fell swoop You, you can't do it like this and you can't you can't make move movies where you say that you can't make it where you say clearly that this is what you're doing. I think they have a line in this movie where they say that. Not directly, but come on, we're not fucking idiots. They say something to that point. Look. I'm not a guy that thinks that women can't do things. I I, I personally believe that women are better at a lot of things than men think we are. But we you know like Men think that men are better than certain things than women, or women are capable of doing certain things. I genuinely don't agree with, and I know I'm gonna go through a whole list of things here. I will say driving, 
I will say driving is one of the things. I do. I, and I don't say daily driving because daily drivers is too many people that actually quantify it. You need to study for that. But high-performance driving, like race car driving, I think that women are better than we uh, – women are not lesser skilled than men. I'll, I'll say that. They're not. That I've, I've seen several shows where they've had competition drivers and the men fail horribly and the women with less experience do better. And um, it shows you that there's a potential that they are better than men. It's just the fact that men have always been race car drivers. But anyway, I'm getting off subject there. I'm getting off subject there. On topic. So I watched the movie. I was like, holy shit. They're shitting on this movie. Now, I think the movie didn't do well because the movie had some elements that weren't really new. There were some other movie elements of the, of the, of the that uh, attributed to or contributed to its block, uh, box office failure. None of which had to do with the female leads, female characters. However, um, there are a lot of movies that are doing it now. And Hollywood is trying to correct this issue. Hollywood has been had this dirty little secret of misbehavior and the way they've had the cold, cold casting couch, which I don't give a fuck nobody says, that motherfucker exists. Um, these things have, have paved a road of shame and um, embarrassment for Hollywood. They're not trying to walk back. They're calling the bulldozers, folks. They're trying to tear that road out and repave it and act like it never fucking existed. Well, um, it does. It does. It did. And they profited off it for years. So now this is their, we're so sorry. This is their, as Bill Burr would say, the proverbial podium is being rolled out and they're apologizing. So every movie we see now, every TV show, everything that rolls out has to have this strong female element. And the problem I have with this is that they're making shitty content. That's that's it. Look, if they were doing this and the content was great, I wouldn't give a shit. But the content is shitty. Another example I'll give you of this is um um the Batgirl TV show. I can't think of the actual name of it, but um, I watched the Batgirl trailer maybe a month or so ago before it came out, and I watched the trailer and I'm like. And I like the actors, the actor that's playing uh, Batwoman now. But I'm watching it, and I watch the trailer and say, this looks pretty good. Until I heard the dialogue. And they force-fed a line in there that made me think, mm, I'm an ally. Okay? I'm on your side. <laughs> but that line ruined the whole movie. I, the whole trailer. I think it was the line was something to come. I'm not gonna let a man take credit for something a woman is doing. Something like that. They think I'm him, but I'm not gonna let a man take credit for a woman, what a woman doing. Instead of saying I'm not gonna let the Batman take credit for my work, it would have had the same impact than saying a man take credit for what a woman is doing. It ruined the show. I get it. I get it. I understand. You know what I'm saying? I understand what has happened. I'm not obtuse. It is very obvious. Okay? But the content is suffering 
because of this agenda. And it's almost proven to be a disservice to the cause. Look, I um I haven't watched an episode of Batwoman. And I won't. Because I was turned off by that. I don't want to see a a sci-fi comic book movie that has that agenda. Push it to my face. There are ways, these people are talented. They get paid shitloads of money to write these scripts. There are better ways to do this. And also, you can't undo a hundred years of pro-male content in two seasons. You can't do it. Hollywood, Hollywood likes to think that we appreciate them showing us that they're doing this. But it's almost like your kid saying, you say to your kid, go clean your room up. There's shit all over the place. And as you're standing, walking by, they say, look, mom, as they hold the broom and a garbage bag, I am sweeping the room. The room is being cleaned. We are cleaning this room. We are making this a better place. Just clean the fucking room. That way when I walk by the next time I'm looking there, I'll say, hey, this room looks a lot better. This scene in this movie looks a lot more balanced. I still enjoy my content and I see you doing a better job at balancing out how you treat the sexes in these movies. That's all I want. I don't want you to tell me you're doing better. I want you to show me. And I don't need you to tell me every few minutes in a movie that, look, we have a woman that's lead. The old, we got Sarah Connor back, and we have a female Terminator, and also we also have the female lead, and we've made it better. You're not the woman that birthed some man. You are the resistance. Some man. It's it's the worst way possible to undo what was done, and that's that's my opinion. Look, I'm on your side. I get it. I get it. Powerful men have taken advantage of women in Hollywood, albeit the country, the world, for centuries. You're not going to undo that in two seasons. It's just not going to happen. And the more the content is pushed, the initiative pushed in the face of people like me, who just want to see, look, I don't give a shit. I, I, I enjoy the movie Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and, oh my God, I can't think of her name. I want to say Margaret Robbie, but it wasn't Margaret Robbie. Who I, she the one who I thought should have played Captain Marvel. Oh my God, I can't think of her name. Um, let me look it up. I'm going to look her up her name. But I enjoyed that movie because she was a very tough, actually a badass uh, soldier. I didn't need you to tell me that I'm better than these. I didn't, I didn't need you to physically tell me this. I, 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 I got it. I saw it. Tom Cruise was not the lead Emily Blood. That's her name. Fucking love Emily Blood. I love her. And I, I, I saw you thought she should have played Captain Marvel. I actually said, I said, she should be Captain Marvel. Nothing against Brie Larson, but I think Emily Blood would have been a better Captain Marvel. But anyway, I digress. I'm going offline. I'm going on good enough on the tangent there. So, that's my feeling. I mean, um, equality and, and fairness in, in representation is something that's long overdue. Long overdue. 
and I'm I'm tired of hearing this lie, the bullshit excuses. Well, the country is predominantly this, and that's why we show this. No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. There was a period of time when women didn't have rights in this country. There was a period of time when black people weren't considered citizens, even considered people. So we're the only women are the only ones women and black women and people of color are the only ones that have amendments written to protect their rights. There's not a one amendment that says white people should have rights. There's nothing. So I get it. It's a fact. It's happened. So damn. I just said that shit out loud. Women and people of color are the only ones that have constitutional amendments to protect their rights. Think about that shit. Think about that shit. Women had to march. Black people had to march and fight for the right to be treated equally. Who were they fighting against? Who were they marching against? And representation is all people want. Oh shit. I just blew my own fucking mind. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. Ah. Let's write that down. My mind was blown. I blew my own mind. <laughs> I just blew my own mind. Damn. I'm sorry. I just caught myself with that one. So, yeah. Next time you go see a movie, and you watch it, and you see a social agenda uh, message in the movie, like much like I do now, I I try to ignore it and enjoy the movie. Think about it later. But, you know, hey, I also understand it. It could potentially hurt the car. People like me that are on the side of those that have um, been, uh, you know, held back, persecuted, uh, need a voice. You know, until they need a voice. So I'm on their side. They are me. I am them. You know. But on that note, we're going to wrap this up. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Let me know your thoughts on it. I'm, I'm eager to see what you guys think. How do you feel about um, how movies and entertainment in general is being created now? How do you feel about the, the, the political and social angles that are um, injecting themselves into current mainstream media and entertainment? Do you feel that it's positively being, being done in a positive way? Do you, no, no. Do you feel, feel like it's being done in an effective way? Or do you think it's detrimental? Do you think it's um, going to yield results or what? You know, I don't know. Do you think it'll be beneficial or helpful? It remains to be seen. Let me know. I'm curious. I love to hear your thoughts. So until next time. <laughs> that's an awkward transition. But I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to back it up. Until next time, though, I'm Gregory. You have been you. And we'll talk later.